0: Grab onto the wheel, fasten your seatbelts, and step on the gas. Webmasterradio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into rush hour. Rush, hour, rush hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure through the high-tech metropolis known as social media. Blogs, social networks, bookmarking, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. No, now. the light is green. But stay right where you are, because you're, you're in Rush Hour. Rush hour.
1: Hey everybody, today is March 28th and I'm Neil Patel with Cameron opius and today we are on Rush Hour. How are you Cameron? Good, what's going on Neil? Nothing much. What's, what's, so what's happening know, uh, with the latest uh, in social media?
2: Latest news? Yeah. Um, I don't know that there was much interesting in the, in the news this week, at least like anything big. Let me think here for a second. Um, I guess when was it, yesterday or a couple of days ago, uh, Kathy Sierra, she got a bunch of uh, death threats. Uh-huh. So she, I guess she like canceled like all her speaking engagements and things like that and she's like afraid to go out of the house. So I guess that's kind of newsworthy, you know, I guess people like in the blogosphere are attacking her anonymously and like making like sexual gestures at her and threatening to kill her and stuff like that. So, <laughs> I don't know, I guess that's pretty crazy, but I guess it also comes with the territory of the the non humidity of the web, you know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, she's a top technology
1: 100 blogger, right? She's um, she has a marketing love. what is it called again? Um, um she, creative passionate users or something like that, or create passionate uh, users. Yeah, that's what it is.
2: So yeah, she's a she's a very very popular very popular blogger. Uh, I'm not sure if she's technology top 100 or not, but definitely uh, one of my favorite blogs to read. You know, she's always got very insightful things to say.
1: Cool. And anything else, or is that pretty much it for the news end? Um, as far as, like, the
2: major news and stuff, I can't really think of anything else. So I just, I mean, I haven't had much time to really pay attention to my RFS views this week. just been so busy with, like, client work and stuff. So I don't know if I'm missing anything or whatnot, but anyways, we can move on. I guess maybe the uh, Calacanis thing that you did, I guess that that's maybe newsworthy. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so um, pretty much just to overview it.
1: Uh, Roughly, I would say a month and a half ago, I challenged Jason Calacanis. He pretty much did a whole blog post saying, hey, the whole SEO community, a lot of them like their slime buckets and sleazy snake oil salesmen and stuff like that. So I pretty much did a challenge and I said, hey, Jason, I can actually increase your traffic by 10 to 20%. And if I pretty much do increase your traffic by that percentage, you know, the deal is I have stats showing that, hey, you had a traffic increase, this is what I did, and you know, you're supposed to blog saying, and I don't know if he's going to retract it, but pretty much explaining his whole experience with the SEO community, and hopefully it can change. Um, he did blog on it today, and well, I pretty, pretty much- that
2: was pretty pathetic. Did you actually read it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so pretty much what ended up happening was, two days ago or something like that, I ended up blogging saying, hey, he's had a 21% increase in traffic, and they've only made 10% of my changes so far. So it's not too bad. And then he started saying that, hey, this could have been caused by other things. And I totally understand that because there could have been other things that have also caused this increase in search traffic. But he hasn't really said anything or blogged on, you know, retracting his statement or anything
2: like that. But Yeah, exactly. And he, uh, he, he almost took, like, he took more low lows in his post, too. I mean, I like, I don't want to say, actually, I don't want to say I like Jason, but I definitely respect him, like, And a lot of things that he writes, like, I read his blog and I actually like a lot of the things that he writes and I listen to his podcast and he says some good things, but then he does, like, stuff like this and he's just, like, he's just such a jerk about it. Like, he, instead of, like, acknowledging that, you know, what you did was good and, you know, coming out and, like, retracting a statement or whatever, he took more low blows at it, you know? He's like, you know, I'm not sure any of this kind of stuff is going to last and it's still a little shady and, I mean, he had misspelled your name wrong and... You know, he just failed. I think he just failed to, you know, really recognize that what you did for him was good and you actually helped him. So I, I don't know. At least that's kind of the way I took it, and I know some other people took it that way too because we got comments left on the blog post on ProNet. <clears throat> like I think Todd Malicott and Alan Stern from Center Networks. I think he left a comment as well, just kind of, you know, in disbelief, I guess, on how Jason responded to it and everything that he said. What do you what do you think about that? Like, how did you take it how he wrote it? Yeah, it's... Uh,
1: it's well... <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the whole thing and stuff like that, and I totally understand on their point of view, and I agree with Todd and everybody like that. With the whole Jason's whole post, I wasn't too happy with it. I am doing a whole blog post explaining everything, which hopefully can shed more light on it. Overall, he had, like, roughly a 40% increase in traffic... In search traffic, it only showed 21% because um, the last day, before we started doing all the SEO changes, he doubled his search traffic because he wrote on the Oscars, and the Oscars were pretty much during that time. So his traffic went from like 900 search hits a day to 1,800. So I pretty much got 21% increase on top of all of that. If you if that Oscars day was going to be a normal day, he would have had roughly like a 21%, or I mean, he would have had like a 44 or something like that percent increase in traffic. So I'm breaking down all the stats right now, and I'm writing a whole blog post, and it'll probably be up in like two, three hours. And it's going to pretty much talk about how all the changes that have been made and why it increased in traffic. And I was pretty much just breaking down like, yeah, you know, there could have been other things that have caused it, but if you take all these things into account there has to be at least a 10 to 20% increase in traffic, which was the overall bet. So because of that, you know, I I feel that he should own up to whatever he promised and pretty
2: much blog retracting his statements and stuff like that. Yeah, the least he could do is at least give you credit. Like, he he was like, I think in his post he even said somewhere, like, I'm not sure that Neil deserves the credit for it because, you know, I've been doing all this other stuff that's got me a bunch of links and could have boosted my rankings as well. So it would be nice if he, you know at least gives you credit for it and acknowledges that, uh, you know, and retracts his statement or whatever he said he was going to do. Exactly. And the main thing
1: that um, has been made as in for changes, one of the things was they had a blank meta description on all their post pages. So I had him actually put in a unique meta description on all the post pages, and you can just pull it from the content. So it takes like the first 20 words. And then the other thing I had him do was, um, and for his post pages, it used to say like, as in the title tag, you say Jason Calacanis's web weblog dash post title. So I had him change it to just post title. And what these changes did is it ended up making the content look more unique, as well as putting all the important keywords in the you know the front instead of the back. And pretty much all this you know has mainly accounted for a decent increase in traffic. And this basic stuff you can find about uh, about this all over the web and. Uh, you, know, you can read about it on Search Engine Watch, you know, about basic meta tags and all that kind of stuff. But
2: yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty standard stuff, and, you know, you don't really need to make, like, as far as SEO changes and stuff, go. Like one of the cool things about, like, blogging software, content management systems, like a lot of the new ones, is that they're already, like, fairly Search Engine friendly out of the box. So, I mean, you just need to do, like, those of you that are listening and wondering, like, how to optimize your blog or whatever, there's, like Neil said, there's tons of resources out there, and, you know, the changes aren't very hard that you do. They're just like you said, like minor things like changing the title tag or adding meta description tags and things like that, and it can actually... It'll actually give you a nice nice boost of traffic, you know? I mean, we've done a lot of other popular bloggers in the blogosphere, and, you know, I mean, we noticed huge jumps in traffic on all those, didn't we now?
1: Yeah, we did, and then... Um and the main thing that bugged me about this challenge was Jason actually works with a lot of the people we work with. So like TechCrunch, Mashable, and you know he knows a lot of these people in the whole 2, 2.0 community. And I believe he's doing a conference with TechCrunch, like called TechCrunch 2.0, I don't know what it's called. But and Jason, or Mike, he's had a really good increase in search traffic, like 50 or 60%. And he knows what it's caused by, and it's like, I know Jason can ask him and talk to him and stuff like that, and he probably already has. But he's just—I feel he's just ignoring the fact and everything that has been done. So,
2: I mean, does he do—does he do it just because he's like a major dickhead, or does he do it to because he's like being strategic about it and he knows that he's going to get more buzz and more links and stuff from doing it? You know, I really wonder like what his what his intentions are and the the way he acts and things.
1: Well, a lot of people say he's a PR freak, and I can totally understand that because I'm also a PR freak, and I love you know, getting a lot of buzz and stuff like that. So I think a lot of this has to do with Jason's pretty much out there, and he just wants to be in the limelight. Because if you think about the whole SEO and search engine marketing, and um, or Aaron Wall from SEO book, he was actually talking to me about this today. It was with Weblogs Inc., they actually do have an SEO blog there, and the guy who was you know, doing the whole SEO blog, he was seeking out the SEO community and, you know, trying to get tips and all this kind of information for the whole Weblog Zinc blog. So it's like, you know, do you really believe on, about SEO? If you think it's, like, all shitty and stuff, why do you have a whole SEO blog on Weblog Inc.?
2: Yeah, I still have yet to figure the guy out. Like you said, I know that he's, you can tell that he's a PR freak, and he's obviously very smart, but I still just, you know, still it's still kind of hard to figure out his true intentions with all that. Yeah,
1: them, you, by the way, you know, guys call out. out in
2: the chat room. <laughs> 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 yeah. Andy, Andy King said you're a bitch. <laughs> Just like all all the listeners that that don't listen to us live or whatever. There's actually like a Webmaster Radio puts on a, a live chat, so you know we got there's what usually anywhere from like forty to eighty people in the chat room. You know during all the live shows, and you know they ask us questions or they you know chat with each other around various topics and stuff. So. For those of you that are listening, that's something that, you know, that you guys should all join in. Yeah, it's a
1: uh, great chat room, and you guys can ask questions, and we'll answer them.
2: So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so uh, should, we, should we move on? What's next? Yep. We launched uh, uh, Searching the SmackDown the other day. That <laughs> 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 so That's cool. really good. It actually did pretty well in
1: the whole social space. Yeah, it's, so it, it got buried know. on Dave. Those fucking bastards. Um,
2: oh, you put on Dave? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> SEO game. Come on. I mean,
1: that's
2: a you know, it's
1: a no brainer. Wasn't yeah, an SEO mean, game? It's a search engine game. Come on, man.
2: Uh, <laughs> you, you Really? It a it
1: Google related.
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of blogs that aren't even SEO related. I noticed wrote about it, that are just like the talk about Google and stuff. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It, got a lot of links and stuff like that, got on the homepage of uh, Netscape, did really well on StumbleUpon. Um, It just shows that you can leverage those communities really well, and overall I would say it got enough links where it probably only ended up costing like $20 a link if you, you know, place in the cost of the game, which was around $4,000.
2: Yeah, add to the fact that those are lifetime links, and it's only been out for a day or two, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more links coming from it.
1: Exactly, so it's
2: pretty cheap if you
1: think about like the cost per link. So it, it wasn't bad. It's pretty fun. You can go to ProNet Advertising and uh, click on the game tab and play it.
2: Yeah, it's a fun game. And I was I was a little upset. I came home yesterday afternoon and I'd been not completely off the leaderboard. And it, I don't know if my computer's not fast enough or what, but I can answer those questions as fast as possible. And I, I can't manage <laughs> to get myself back up there, so...
1: No, dude. These these guys are fucking maniacs because that forty-one seconds was all my all-time high, and then we added in more questions, which made it a little harder, and it, you know, took a bit longer to know the answers right away, so that you can just click on it and get all the correct answers and try to get the quickest time. Then you have these schools in there who keep on playing just to get the high score. And like people are thirty-nine seconds, thirty-eight seconds, which is really quick. So I, I don't know how they're getting it that quick. I think they're just clicking on an answer like A A A A. And they're just hoping that all the answers are A's.
2: I don't know, dude. Because yeah, I've, I've gone through that pretty fast, and I'm still several seconds off. So I don't know if <laughs> it's like their computer's fine. I don't know what it is. I'm a little disappointed that I can't get back on the leaderboard.
1: <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> I know, playing, I, I can't either. <laughs> we should just go in the back end and enter our names. <laughs> Neil Patel. Yeah, that would be seconds. nice. I just Cameron if will be we 10 can
2: do seconds. That. Be, we got to roll it. It's our game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we wouldn't do that. Yeah, I know.
2: And then, um,
1: (laughs) yep, what um, else is new, or what else did we launch? We launched Surf, right? Was that today, or?
2: Um, Yeah, Surf's out of beta. Uh, For those of you that are listening you don't know what Surf is, it's a reputation management tool that we built. Um, Basically, what we did is it's a... It's like a meta social search engine, so what it does is it pulls results from places like Technology, Google Blog Search, Dig, YouTube, basically any uh, any social like any social site that you know has like search functions, there's Flickr, things like that. So we pull all the results, you know, we sort out the duplicates and we list them by recency. So it's great for like managing the reputation of your company, you know, your website, your you know, products. Um, and just for, like, bloggers, you know, I mean, what blogger doesn't, you know, monitor their own name to see what people are saying about them and linking them to that? So we just tried to go out there and find all the results that anybody's talking about anywhere and give those, serve those results up in a very simple fashion. So that's officially out of beta, so it's it's uh, surf, serp com. so give it a try out if you guys haven't tried it. We're going to take a quick commercial break We'll be back shortly
1: And when we come back we're going to discuss social media And how you guys can leverage it
0: Rush Hour will be speeding right back After these commercial messages Hang on Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as passion.com and fastcupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. (laughs) He has a great time that he can't expense. truelocal.com. Two boxes, one click. Great results. Wow. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really?
3: I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. they make you look smart.
0: If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart advertising solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Does everybody know what time it is? Let me introduce to you the web gorilla. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. And the very slick oil man. The oil man here. And together they are Stars. Who needs happy hour when you have the SEO Rockstar? Now Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And for all you jammers and spammers that cut out early on Fridays, then catch the Rockstars Rewind at their original time, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> You've just reached your final destination, Rush Hour, Rush Hour. on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, now, back to your Rush Hour host, Neil and Cameron. Hey,
1: everybody, we're back, and now we're going to be discussing um, Dig. The so Cameron, you had a few questions about Dig?
2: Um, yeah, somebody, somebody messaged me the other day, and you know, we started talking about Dig. I guess it made some changes in the algorithm. Uh, apparently votes are, or it takes less votes to get a story to the homepage, but, um, it's easier to get a story buried. So is that true? And if so, maybe you can expand on it and tell us what's really going on. So
1: I'm going to guess that whoever messaged you, they're not a top user and they don't have a lot of big
2: friends. Um, actually they are. I don't want to say the person's name in public just, you know, just because I want to keep that in confidential, but it's, you know. Someone uh, you, you know has been using it for a while as a top user. You know, understands it really well. So, well, I don't think that they made that change recently.
1: I feel I it's so. been like that for a while. Okay. And um, the way I see it is, yeah, it's if you have a lot of friends, I feel that it still does take quite a while to get on the home page because votes from friends aren't the same as a lot of votes from random people. And what is happening, and it has been doing this for a few weeks at least is when you submit stuff and you get a few berries, it's just wiping the story out and it can take it out of the home page. And it's just some dumb bastards and big who just sit on the computer and just burying shit all day. And it's like good stories are getting kicked off and shit like that. Cause like my ratio has decreased drastically due to this. And it's been going on for quite a while. I don't think there's any solution to it or any way to get around it. I've been trying to figure out a way all I know of, and this is the quickest way to get on Dig, and I don't recommend it because it's spamming or cheating, but if you had a big AIM list of, let's say, 50 to 100 people, and you ended up submitting a story from a brand new account, and then you message everybody on your AIM list to Dig It, you'll probably make the homepage even if it's crap. Um, It may get buried once it reaches the homepage, but your chances are a lot higher compared to if someone else submits it and then gets it buried. It, it's the same thing whether a top user submits it or a normal user. It's just a problem of with top users, you have so many friends, which dilutes the votes, which, you know, makes you need more.
2: So are you saying, though, that stories don't need less votes than they did for a while? Like, apparently they're getting to the homepage now with, like, around 40 votes, where for a while that number was bumped up? So is that? Um, not, it, it depends. I haven't been watching it lately, so I, to be honest with you, I haven't noticed it. I haven't, I haven't even paid much attention to dig in like a week or two,
1: so... See, what's ended up happening is these guys are saying, all right, hey, some guy submitted a story and it took 70 digs to get to the homepage. The reason one took 70 and another one took 40, even if they're in the same category, is the one that had 70 had a few berries. So I think I saw one once that had like
2: 130 or something.
1: Yeah, but that was like back in the... Well, not back in the... Probably like two, three months ago where yeah, they two, had an algo ago. change, and that was drastic, and they made a little booper and then they ended up fixing it, so then it went back to normal. Okay. But before, it was easy to tool. Like, I only needed 30 votes to make the home page. Those are the fun days, because I would submit crap, and it used to get on the home page.
2: Yeah. It's like the fun SEO days, when you could buy a couple of PR8 links and be ranking for pretty much anything you wanted to.
1: Exactly, but the problem with DIG is they're advancing really quick. So yeah. it's taking longer and longer to really... You know, like usually with Google and all these other search engines, it lasted for quite a while where you can go in there and mess around and tool. While with Dig, they're advancing so quick, it's getting harder and harder.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe that's because uh, the user base is advancing quick. You know, so many people have maybe caught on and have been abusing the system or trying to abuse the system that's forcing them to move really fast. Yeah, what did they say? They had like over a million users or something like that now. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they probably don't have near the near as complex of an algorithm as Google either. I'm sure it's probably not even anywhere close. But so that's you know that's probably one factor that it's really easy for them to change the algorithm compared to changing Google's algorithm. You know. Yeah, for sure. And I think
1: with Dig, their main algorithm tweak was like, all right, before bury like if someone buried your story once, it may hurt you one percent, right? Now they yeah. probably change it where, hey, if someone buries your story, it hurts you 5%. So it's, they're just increasing the strength of it burying how much it hurts you.
2: So and what is, what how is that saying, affecting the overall quality of the, I know it's harder, like, as a user gets stories on, but how do you think that's affecting, like, the actual content that gets to the homepage? Is it really, like, is there a lot better content now that's getting on the homepage, or is it just, like, what's happening with that from, a like, a user's perspective, would you say? Quality perspective.
1: I would say the quality is probably maybe a little bit better, because you're filtering out not necessarily y- you are filtering out a lot more junk, but the problem is a lot of good stories aren't making it because of the new algo. So overall, I would say it is a plus in you know, their side. And the other great thing about the algo change is, if you do get on the home page, it can drive more traffic just because it's that much harder to get on the home page now. So it's like stories are staying there a bit longer. Well, before, like a few months ago, you only need like 30 digs and you'd be on the home page. But every couple minutes, a new story would pop. So it's like your story would be pushed down there and it wouldn't drive as much traffic. So overall, you think it's a good thing? No, because I'd rather have it <laughs> where I could get on the home page all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I'm a bit biased. So and- on there. It just forces you to write a little better content and... You know, like, optimize your site for DIG a little more, which, you know, yeah. I mean, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about is, you know, not just any site can continually throw content up on DIG day after day and expect it to do well, you know? I mean, there's yeah, for things sure. that these people look for as far as, like, the look and feel of the site, the navigation, the brand. I mean, there's just so much that that plays into that aspect of it as well.
1: Yeah, and if you look at um, Shoe Money's example, if you actually go to his site from dig it's actually quite humorous. Um, he has it where there's a picture of someone pissing on like the Microsoft logo or something like that. <laughs> so it's like, that's pretty slick. So all diggers are going to see that. And diggers ain't Microsoft people. So it's like if someone's pissing on a Microsoft logo and someone's putting that on their blog, you know what, he probably may have got one of those retards who would have buried his story to now dig it just because of that.
2: Yeah, that's pretty clever. I mean,
1: yeah, you got to admit.
2: Yeah, it? yeah she is very a clever to <laughs> <laughs> So, what other uh, social sites you want to talk about? You want to talk about
1: StumbleUpon for a bit? You have any StumbleUpon questions?
2: Um, no, not really, do you? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> so, um, we launched search engine SmackDown, and uh, it was a video game, like we pretty much did earlier. And I have roughly two hundred friends that on StumbleUpon, like the max amount. And I pretty much want to ping all of them and tell them, hey, check this out. (laughs) And to vote on it, thumbs up. (laughs) And I did a few yesterday. I did like 30 of them out of the 200. It was just taking forever because I'd do it all manually, like one story by one story. And I just put like, hey, fun game. Check this out. And people actually liked it. And because of that, I think this game really picked up and it got tons of stumbles. Any ways to speed that process up or send a message Um, out to
2: all 200 people? No, as far as I know, that you cannot uh, message all your friends at once. Like you said, you have to do it manually, and it does take a lot of time. So as far as I know, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong, and there's a hidden feature in there somewhere that I haven't come across or I don't know about, so if anybody, like, listening to the show, just, you know, chime in on the chat room if we're if what we're saying is wrong or anything. But, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, you just have to do it all manually. There's, there's no one way to, uh, you know... Send a mass message or a, you know, distribute that page to all your friends at once. It'd yeah, and be nice good, though, for sure. <laughs> I think yeah. I, would get, I think that would probably get abused pretty easily, though. I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's there. I've never come across it, but you know, I could be wrong. So.
1: I don't know. You know me. I would never abuse anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> never at all. Once or twice, maybe you know. <laughs>
2: just a to touch. I would that, only right? do
1: it if the content's great. Like I personally thought, search engine Smackdown was great, and I'm biased because it is my own damn game or our game, which is why I did it. But that shit worked. You message out 30 people; those fools just end up going there, and they dig that, or not dig both that shit. So it's like it's great because it's like it got bucket loads of activity after that.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, it was. I think it probably would have done that whether you message all those friends or not, I mean, it was just because it was a, you know, a, good piece of, a good piece of content, it's a fun game, and you know, a lot of people that play the game are probably the, you know, the same people that have stumbled upon Toolbar, so...
1: Well, I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that it would have done too well if I didn't do that, because yesterday it didn't have too much activity um, until I started pinging people on AAM to stumble a bit stumble it, right? Sometimes
2: you gotta, sometimes you just gotta give it some time, though, like, a lot of times I'm often, like, the only person, like, I won't have any of my friends stumble stuff, and sometimes it'll happen right away, where it'll get loads of activity, and sometimes it won't be for, like, you know, till the next morning, or 12 hours, or 24 hours later, all of a sudden it'll start getting traction, and I guess, like, friends and people in my audience will start seeing that and stumbling upon it. So
1: but is it a stumble it, upon a time base, where votes, you know, within a certain time period, if you get... Five votes within one hour, it counts more than five votes within three hours.
2: Um, yeah, it is to a certain extent. I mean, like I said, I mean, it definitely didn't hurt that you did that. You know, I mean, obviously that just sped up the the process and you know ensured it, guaranteed it, whatever you want to say. But I, you know, I'm just saying at the same time, I think that probably would have eventually done well yeah. on its own too. But yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with uh with uh, speeding up the process and sending messages to to a few of your friends or distributing that site to a few of your friends i mean i guess you just need to be careful that these are people that you really know or that would really be interested in that i mean you don't want to just start randomly submitting sites to all your friends like every single day if they don't even know you otherwise they're probably going to defriend you and you know maybe leave bad comments on your page or something like that so definitely something that you need to be careful with and you can't just like spam and abuse the crap out of it you know yeah, well, my whole process is like when you start friending people
1: and stuff like that, you start becoming their personal friend. So, like during Christmas, I'll send them all Christmas cards. <laughs> during Valentine's, I'll send them even Valentine's cards. But hey,
2: happy Valentine's! <laughs> yeah, and, that's you, but how many how many normal or how many other SEOs do you think you know think about clever stuff like that to do? You know, that's true. I you mean, know, I've never heard about anybody writing about doing that kind of stuff. So maybe that's a good blog post for you. You know how you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, take that friendship on these social networks to the next level. You know, send them little greeting cards or personal messages or whatever you do, things like that. So,
1: yeah, because then it's like great. Because then when you spam or not spam, when then when you message them that you're releasing something new, they actually a lot of times look at it and appreciate it. It's so like, oh, oh yeah, cool, sure. Like, I got a lot of people, hey, thanks for sending me the game. I voted on it and stuff like that. I'm like, cool, I really don't care if you play it, just vote on it. And I pretty much made it where I was like, hey, check this out. I'm like, I-, I think this would interest you. You might have some fun playing it and stuff like that. So,
2: Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely you can take your friendships to the next level. Like, I have a lot of, like, my friends that, you know, I had no idea who they were before, just basically you friended them based on, like, their stumble preferences or they friended me or whatever. And a lot of them have, like, figured out that I'm SEO, and they'll be like, hey, I run a site. Can you take a look at it and give me a few pointers? So, would, you know, I'll spend a few minutes and message back these people a few pointers. And from there on, it's like <laughs> it's like they're your best <laughs> friend. You know, they they send me pages that, and I know they're not pages that they're, like, you know, that are, like, clients or they're trying to optimize. They'll just be, like, random, like, funny videos here or there. They'll send them to me, and I'll send them stuff as well. So, you know, I mean, yeah, definitely... How's your
1: chick profile going? Do you still have it, the one with the hot chick that got a shitload of friends naturally?
2: Um, I still have it. I haven't logged into it in a couple of months or anything. It's on my wife's computer, and it's Windows, and I don't like to use it that much. But I should probably get back in there sometime soon and see how it's going, and see what, I, see what other stuff, <laughs> see the things I can think of to do with
1: it. That's tight. Um, just to give everybody an update who's not familiar with Cameron's hot profile, He pretty much went on Google, did a search for, like, hot chick a couple months ago, and whatever came up, he made that his stumble account profile. And a lot of people started messaging him and stuff saying, hey, is this really your picture? Oh, you're fine and shit. Let's let's hook up and all that kind of crap. So he got a lot of natural friends that way. So it was a great way to um, increase your friendship or the power of your account by
2: doing very little work. I was pretty shocked, to be honest with you, like, how many, like, Guys left comments and stuff saying, like, let's hook up. We should get to know each other better and stuff. It's like, it's just like, do people really do that? You know, it's like they hadn't, you know, had, obviously that's not even a real person and they're, you know, just out of the blue saying that they want to hook up and stuff. It's, you know, I found that to be pretty
1: funny. You should have messaged them back being like, hey, vote on this and then we can talk after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a thumbs up and, yeah. We'll. We'll hook up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> be, hey, baby, thumbs this up. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it's pretty fun to do for a test, you know. And it's I, like I said, I need to log back on there and see what other kind of funny, shady things I can figure out with it. <laughs>
1: Why do you have to say shady? You're not trying to tool the system, are
2: you? I'm not trying to tool with it, but I'm basically, basically like the purpose of me creating that account is I wanted to, like, I guess, do some like, research and figure out what kind of stuff works and what doesn't, you know. Just play around. You know, walk the line. See yeah. what works, what doesn't, what's borderline, what what I can get away with.
1: So, yeah, and I don't think they're checking IPs and stuff like that. I could be wrong because I only tried it from five accounts on the same IP, and I started stumbling stuff all together, and it worked. But I could be wrong, and they could be checking IPs. I don't recommend it, and I was not trying to tool the system. It just happened so where it worked. So,
2: yeah. Especially yep. don't do it with your main accounts. If you're gonna do it, do it from a separate IP and make a bunch of uh fake accounts so you don't have to worry about like if you have like a power account that you've built up or whatever, you don't gotta worry about getting that banned. Exactly. Do those kind of tests, you know? <laughs> yep.
1: So this is perfect time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back shortly and when we come back we'll talk more about social media.
0: Rush hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on.
3: Gentlemen, start your
0: engines! Okay. Well, how do
3: I get my engine started?
0: Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. EngineReady strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing. Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. into a fortune. Slam on your brakes! You've just reached your final destination, Rush Hour, Rush Hour. on webmasterradio.fm. Now, now, back to your Rush Hour host, Neil and Cameron. Hey everybody, we're back,
1: and uh, yeah, just talking about social media.
2: So, uh, I want to ask you something, Neil. You were up at uh, the Lee Retreat, and I saw a picture of you. <laughs> it was pretty funny, it looked like you were doing some kind of sexually suggestive stuff to take a shot of alcohol. I don't know what you And you're I later found about, out dude. it was a, a transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Greg. <laughs> Looks like you were, like, <laughs> making out and getting on with them.
1: <laughs> no, it was pretty much, we were at a tranny bar, I don't know what the hell they call those things, and uh, we were eating and shit like that, and everybody was screaming my name and shit like that to take a damn shot from a tranny. And I didn't want to, and I said, no, 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 and then, you know, one of those trannies or whoever they're looking, they're like, who's Neil? And I was sit- sitting next to Shandy King, and my name's Neil. So I'm like, hey, that's not a fucking Indian name, that's a white person name. So I was all pointing to him and shit, and he's married and stuff, but didn't that didn't work, and they knew. So pretty much they came back later, and they kept on, like, saying, Neil, Neil, Neil. So I'm like, fuck it, and I just took the shot, but I regret it. <laughs>
2: So, why did, why did you guys end up at a tranny
1: bar in the first place? What's <laughs> I don't know, there? dude. It was, so, we were at this... Um, so, one of the friends from eBay, your- this chick named CK, she pretty yeah. much wanted to take us to some place to eat. And she's like, hey, you know, let's go to this Asia Southwest. I don't know what the hell it's called. And she's like, yeah, they have good food and whatnot. So, we all went down there. And I didn't know the fucking tranny bar. You know, the, the women did look awfully a little funny, but... You know, I didn't put two and two together, and then I did figure it out, sooner you know, later. I was just like, what the fuck is this? But I wasn't even paying attention, because, like, they were dancing on, you know, on the bar and shit like that, and I, and I couldn't get it. I'm like, these women, you know, don't necessarily look the greatest. I don't get why they're putting them to dance
2: on top of the bar. But <laughs> I'm a little... By the way, so, I just I just posted your picture in the, uh, in the chat room. Randy <laughs> King was trying to charge people to see it, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice Sorry to rain on your parade But you know I Just
1: gotta throw it in there for free That's a true entrepreneur You gotta charge for that shit <laughs> Exactly I know fucking Andy Hagen Posted on the blog too Did you fucking tell him about it? Yeah I don't know <laughs> oh, I hear a video out of My there. name well, like, got is gotta... Neil Patel And now he's gonna start Fucking trying to rank for my name For a tranny pick, So when people see Neil Or search Neil Patel They're gonna see a picture Of a trannier. Me sucking alcohol from a tranny or some shit like that.
2: Hey, dude, quit letting people get that incriminating evidence of you, you know? <laughs> I want to get the video that, that Andrew has, man. I You're not going to get it.
1: Andrew doesn't give up the video. <laughs> I yeah, hope she yeah, does <laughs> Yeah, knowing someone, they're going to get it from her and they're going to all post about it and shit like that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Hello, hype, too. but what not just kind of hype. Dude, it's like... Come on, what do you expect? Yeah. (laughs) I have bad luck. Now, what was it? Um, Who's that chick from SEO Moss? Who, Rebecca? Yeah, there you go. So she was saying that to drop the hype from me, she's going to get ran to do some crazy stuff in uh, New York. So I'm like, yes, we can get some incriminating evidence on him. Nice. Yeah. Anything to take off the spotlight from me? What's that? Yeah, anything to take off the spotlight for me. But yeah, while we're on that same subject, while we were in um, SF, I did a whole presentation on how to become a top dig user. And um, uh, the we thing were I pretty doing? much talked about for any of you guys who want to be a top dig user, if you search on Google for, let's say, a big top 100 list, what you can do is you can go in there and find all the top users. And pretty much what you want to do is you want to friend them all. Once you ended up friending them all, then you want to start submitting stories. And you want to submit stories like from authoritative sources like TechCrunch, CNN, and um, I don't know, it's that UK site, that news site, I don't know, bbc.co.uk, and all those types of sites. And once you do that, you're going to start getting a lot of homepagers. And then you pretty much want to keep on doing that and to build up your reputation. Once you get a lot of stories to the homepage, you're going to find out that people are friending you and they just vote on your stuff automatically because you've built some authority as a great submitter. And sooner or later, then when you submit other people's stuff or whatnot, you can get quite a bit of stuff to the homepage. You shouldn't do it to try to manipulate Dig, but that's just how you can be an active user and you know Dig and try to become a top user.
2: Yeah, I love how you put your little disclaimer on <laughs> every time you mention that you shouldn't be doing this to Game Dig now.
1: <laughs> you but got yeah, to do everything really because you know? people are gonna think I'm shady and shit, <laughs> which they already do. But oh well. Yeah, I don't know
2: why, dude. You're not, You're definitely not shady at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm purely ethical white hat, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely.
2: So how was the a, a Elite Retreat overall?
1: The Elite Retreat was pretty good. Um, there were some quite a few interesting sites. One of the attendees was um, from Buddy TV, and he ranks, like, number three on Google for American Idol, and he's not making money, so he's like, how do I monetize my site? And, like, all the speakers and stuff, like, oh, crap. And like, we're like, how the hell did you get you know, top three position for American Idol on Google. And he's like, I don't know, it's all natural. And he's like, how do I make money off it? And we're like, throw up some ads, you can do it in teletext and all this kind of cool stuff, and you can monetize the hell out of it. And you can make quite what a is, bit of money. What is, I know buddy, the, one of the celeb bloggers, always, where we were working on, Derek Hall, he released yeah. pictures of the American Idol person called like, Anatola, whatever her name is. And he, like, pretty much scooped it. And when he released that out, he ended up getting 150,000 hits from Google a day, which isn't bad at all. And the other thing about that is he was making $7,000 a day from that. So if you know how to monetize, you can make quite a bit of money.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what is Buddy TV? Is is it just like a blog, or what does the guy do? It's like, um, I think it's more like a
1: social TV guide or something like that, or a social entertainment site. Where everybody comes for the latest and the greatest on entertainment. So if you're releasing anything or releasing anything that's probably targeted towards that audience, you can try to go to that side and try to leverage it to drive traffic to one of your sites and stuff like that. But he gets tons of traffic, like millions of visitors. So it's a great source for traffic.
2: So anything inter- Anything else interesting? Come from Elite Retreat? Um. No, that was pretty much it. Was there it a lot was, of, were there a lot of people that there? How many people were there in attendance? I think there was like around 20-something max attendees. I they only had like five the first time, didn't they?
1: Uh, I think it was like 12 or
2: 15. Okay. was around uh, a little bit. That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, there was a good amount of user, or people there, and they're learning quite a bit. O.D. Retreat is more the things like my whole thing was social media. So I would go up there. Instead of pitching like, hey, this is what social media is, and this is what... You can do for your business. I was up there trying to tell everybody, "Hey, here's social media. Give me your damn sites, and I'll give you examples of what you can do to actually leverage it and get traffic." So it's more of a how-to instead of like a pitch. Okay, more so of like hands-on workshop type of deal. Exactly. Like so, people would give like examples, and one example I um, gave during the presentation was there's some guy uh, Marcus from Germany. I believe he has a podcast on Webmaster Radio. He pretty much released something on his blog that had a picture of all these urinals, and he got that from Shandy King, and he pretty much blogged about it. That thing got 4,000-plus digs. It got press from DigNation, which also has you know hundreds and thousands of viewers, probably. And he got, I don't know how many, a little more than 2,000 links, according to Yahoo! Um, Site Explorer, within one week which is not bad at all for, like, doing and just putting up pictures of urinals and shit like that. So, like, getting pretty creative and stuff, you can get shitload of links in traffic, and you got over 100,000 visitors, too, so...
2: Yeah, that was, a, that was actually a pretty, pretty cool post. I remember you were over at my house when you
1: showed me that. <laughs> yeah, it was tight, because, yeah. like, you had a picture of Adam Hussein in one of the toilets, and, like, you can piss in a trombone as one of the porta-potties, and they had some guy with a big mouth or, like... um one with one of those, I don't know, blades that cuts off your head, guillotine?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it'd be Uh, scary pissing in one of those. but (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Definitely would.
1: Yeah. So to move on, um, we're going to talk a little about uh, YouTube and Google Video now. And um, one thing that we mentioned last week with Shoe Money on the show was there was someone who uh, released a video called The Muscle Man or something like that.
2: You know jerk it's or, I think his site's com or something like that. Yeah, his, and, and that guy ended up like, getting
1: quite a bit of traffic he, and links, and he made like over a million dollars in sales from his Eva. So I was trying to think of cool ideas on how you can leverage that and stuff, and I know Shu probably mentioned some of this too. But if any of you guys are trying to release anything cool, like my whole idea, and I've been wanting to do this for months even before I saw that video, was mesothelioma girl 15, like lonely girl 15. <laughs> And I pretty much want to take your wife, Cameron, as you already know, <laughs> and film her saying that she has mesothelioma, <laughs> and get a lot of buzz and links for that, because it would probably get ranked really high. So what you can probably do is pop up a video and shit, and uh, on Google Video, pay for some text links and all that kind of crap, and you can probably get that Google Video site or YouTube site ranked for mesothelioma, because they have so much authority. <laughs> gonna uh, yeah,
2: watch the video? It. Nobody wants to watch a mesothelioma video.
1: <laughs>
2: what were you going to do to create buzz out of it? Your wife is pretty
1: decent looking.
2: <laughs> so she could is,
1: have said she has mesothelioma and she's dying and shit like that. I, I think people would have watched it. Because people watch yeah. Hot Girls, like, just for the hell, like, no reasons at all.
2: Wasn't your plan to, like, <laughs> somehow, like have somebody bust you, like, Find out that it was a fake, and then try and get the buzz that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, that was the next step. So you would also want to do that. Because when everybody's like, "Hey, this fucker released a fake video on mesothelioma girl fifteen. She's not fifteen, and she doesn't have mesothelioma. That's cool. You can slander me. Just link saying mesothelioma girl is not a is not real." So.
2: Yeah, exactly. Say whatever you want, but just put the, put in that text link. Okay. There you go. Mesothelioma.
1: That's yeah. the key, because once you get ranking, does it really matter? Because you can make a shitload of money off that site.
2: Yeah, those clicks are ridiculous. It's like 50 to 100 bucks a click or something like that.
1: Dude, exactly.
2: And that's the great thing about
1: It's You know, and y- you can do really well on these tough keywords from social media, and so you just have to get a little creative if you want to leverage them.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So cool, this is a perfect time to k- take a quick commercial break, and once we're back, we'll talk more about social media.
0: Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Wow, I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh,
3: really? I don't like fishing with a pole can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart.
0: If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart advertising solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Slam on your brakes! You just reached your final destination. Rush hour, rush hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, now, back to your rush hour host, Neil and Cameron. Hey
1: everybody, we're back, and um we have Seashell in the Webmaster Radio chat room, who actually wanted some ideas on how she can leverage social media for her website. We should get so, uh, on
2: the phone, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Seashow, she should call, call in. in. She should call in the number that we were dropping in the chat room earlier. There you go. And then, it's yeah, awesome we can give her it, advice. Right? So what's the site, Cameron? Uh, um, Lafayette Online, lafayette-online.com. It's a, what is it, it's a city guide for uh, Lafayette, Indiana? Uh, I believe
1: so. Only if she was online, we would find out. So, um, yeah, any social media ideas for the site?
2: Hmm. I'm looking through it. Let's see here. I like that she has the RSS feeds so that people can subscribe to local news and stuff. She should, I probably need to dig a little deeper, but she definitely should do, like, I would do, like, a lot of social media optimization where she actually lets people, like, lets users participate and leave, like, user-generated content, like, reviews for businesses and things like that. Like I said, I'm still digging in. I haven't got that far so maybe she has it, but that would be like the first step is I would enable people to leave like reviews for certain businesses in the local area or just add certain businesses, you know, and things like that. So what do you think? Yeah, one thing I would do is try to get users
1: to submit the content for you um, and I think that's what you're trying to get. Uh, And One thing I would do to increase that ratio would be to add social media buttons. They're not really too effective. But every once in a while, if you have, like, some hot story, you can add a button like saying, hey, dig this, or hey, delicious this. And you can actually tie it in within your content. And probably with this site, I don't think it will do too well on dig, but it probably can do pretty decent on Netscape because um, Netscape is more of an older audience and they're more um, mature, if you would say. So well, the you thing can that on the homepage quite a pay? bit if you have some really interesting news. So it's like, how can you write on something that's really interesting happening in this town? And it could be all the way from something political and very interesting, like a president or some someone stops by or something happens. Or it could be like, hey, some kid jumped through a basketball hoop or on a trampoline, got his leg caught. Or like um, something happened to someone that was really like crazy or I don't know. A tornado came blew a house away. Or you, you can make up anything that could be funny or humorous or anything like that, and you can increase your chances quite a bit of getting on these sites.
2: Yeah, I guess anything like newsworthy happens locally. Otherwise, it's like hard for a site like this that's so targeted to a local place to, you know, work well for such a broad audience like they or you know an audience that's obviously not related to Lafayette. So definitely got exactly. outside of the
1: box there. One thing I would consider doing is maybe um, if. A neighboring city has some very interesting news right on that because it's close by and it could relate to people. Um, Or you can probably even make up news, and then after you get the links, you can kind of rechange the content. (laughs) Um, One thing was like, hey, a dog took down a city or a city's electricity by, I don't know, peeing on power lines or whatever it may be. So it's like anything foolish in city and I actually submitted to something like that to do like a couple months ago, and it happened in the U.K., and it did really, really well. It was stupid, but people loved it up, and they all linked to it. So it's like anything you can find that's humorous or entertaining in that city, I think if you use that angle, you might be able to do pretty well. Or you can just go, like, I see a Walmart search on that site. I'm pretty sure that Lafayette or whatever might have a Walmart because they're everywhere. So go into Walmart and pretty much do some foolish stuff like, hey, um, I don't know, the top ten stupidest things you can do at Walmart, and try to submit that to all these social sites.
2: Yeah, you could just go in there and act like a act like a goofball dude, ride around on like one of the little handicap like motor carts and stuff the that they let people shop <laughs> <stop> with. <laughs> with
1: exactly, videos like that going on YouTube. So, yeah, I and you the other people.
2: So let's see if she
1: if she jumps on. The other thing that you can do is, um, what is it called? Outside of like all these Walmarts, they have these little horsey rides too. There's a switch on the bottom of the horsey rides or whatnot, so that way you don't have to pay quarters to actually ride them. <laughs> and I used to do it as a little kid because I was cheap. <laughs> and if you do that and you hold that button um, and you teach people and you do a whole video, I think people would eat that up because they pretty much wouldn't have to pay to ride those little horsey rides.
2: No, exactly, it's a nice little trick there, dude. I never knew. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it with your kids, dude. I know, I'm good at it. Next time I go to the store and I want to ride one, I'll be like, okay, I'll probably have to call you up because I'll forgot how to do it. But I'll be you
3: know, dude,
2: how do I, how do I get that ride to work again?
1: All right, cool. So, Seashell, you're on the phone. Yeah, I'm here. How are you?
3: I'm fine. What how are you? Good. So, I was listening to some of the suggestions and. <clears throat> i can 't actually make up news to put on that um <laughs> okay. people think it's people think it's the official site for the city, so i can 't just go you know i can 't make shit up for it it just <laughs> i can't <laughs> um, but I do have um restaurant reviews that are pretty popular, and i've been thinking about trying to put the social media buttons on things, but the software I use makes it kind of hard, so I may have to change the software that i'm using um but, like, what other what other kinds of things?
1: Well, it, the restaurant one actually brings up a really good point. Um, on Netscape, I believe, yesterday or today, yesterday, on the homepage was the top 10 cheapest restaurants. So if you can relate to pricing with the restaurants or, you know, the That's grading good. of restaurants and what makes them up and what goes into being a A-class restaurant or B-class or whatnot and all those guidelines, and is it actually really healthy or sanitary to eat at one of these restaurants? And you can do a review on a couple of Lafayette restaurants and, or restaurants in there.
3: We actually, have, well. we actually have a lot of restaurants um, per capita. I think there's like 300 or 400 restaurants that aren't fast food restaurants just in the town because the university's there and it's so large. So we have a, a disproportionate number of places to eat um, compared to the size of the city. So there's a, there's a lot of content that I could go, go with there. I can also get the um, I can get the public health inspector reports because that's like that's like public record. I can get those and run those.
1: Yeah, that would be actually really cool because then you can on the website publish like the grossest public health inspector stories, and I think people would be really interested in those and get those on like Dig and stuff like that.
3: Okay, why well, I, I know I can get my hands on that stuff. Yeah, cause well, cause you, you don't let
2: people uh, <coughs> like your users leave reviews on restaurants. Is that something I, that I, you can, like, work into the software or something like that?
3: Well, they they already do leave reviews on the the restaurant. Oh, they do, okay. I, ha- I have to go through and check those um, because people leave some really bad stuff. And then um, I also have to go through and check to make sure that it's not people who work for the restaurant fabricating reviews because I'll delete those and then call them up and yell at them not to do that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's some where, like, especially with the bars and, and campus, you know, girls will get drunk and go home and go oh this bartender was cute and you know so i usually delete that stuff but sometimes if they're exceptionally good and name names i'll save them and share them with my friends um, sure. well and you know and that makes me wonder if i couldn't set up a separate site for that stuff you know like well, I, that, I, that, cause, cause I like well i don't want i don't want to taint the main site with anything that's questionable or or distasteful but that doesn't mean i can't repurpose the distasteful stuff that i cull off of the official site and put it somewhere else
2: there
1: you go. Now you're thinking, why not? Yeah, and then one cool idea that I had when you're talking about restaurant owners fabricating it, you can do a whole story on slandering restaurant owners and how they're going to all these sites and fabricating the data and call them out and stuff like that and oh. actually put in the real truth and like, try to get reviews from like the health inspector saying, hey, these restaurants are actually crap and the health inspector said you can't eat at them. If you do a whole exposé on that, I think people would really eat that up.
2: I think you got to target it to like more broad, like broader local sites like Yelp and Judy Book and like Google Local and stuff like that in order for it to like work with the dig. Yeah, yeah I don't, you know, I can't, I can't see it working on dig doing. much
3: just because I'm not, well, I don't know. I have gotten actually a couple stories, Doug. Um, one was uh, Purdue got, someone at Purdue got a patent to grow moral mushrooms. I'm probably saying that wrong. He figured out how to cultivate these mushrooms that grow wild, and I guess they're really expensive or something. And somebody dug that, and it still gets a little bit of traffic. Um, But for the most part, yeah, I just... I wouldn't expect a lot of the stuff that I publish to be dig-worthy in terms of Lafayette, because it's, I mean, it's in the middle of central Indiana. Who cares?
1: Well, Um, I had a really good idea with that mushrooms with Purdue. So one thing you potentially do is do, like, a whole study on uh, a few students at Purdue and their grades, and then put them on, like, drugs and stuff like that, or ones that already do drugs, right, because there's a lot of college students that do drugs, and pretty much do a whole study on how, hey, does drugs actually have an impact on your grades?
3: See, that would be a lot easier to do, I think, if I had full-time writers. So maybe Got that's it. something I'm just going have to have to look into. Yeah, that's yeah, it true. Like you wanna... be,
2: that would take a lot of man hours to do something like that, a lot of research, a lot of people involved in the project. But that would, definitely would make for a good story, you know? I mean, I've yeah, I, noticed that drug stories actually do really well on do really well on dig like pro marijuana stories, pro mushroom, like you mentioned, stuff like that. It, you know, I mean, geeks obviously love to get high, so <laughs> the stuff gets on dig.
3: <laughs> One of the things I did try to do um, for a little while is I've got some friends who regularly contribute to Fark, and I will have them try to write Fark-like headlines for my legitimate stories, just to get a little bit more attention. Um, and that, I mean, it's worked a little bit, but sometimes it's it's hard to keep it tasteful. So, I guess I guess that that's my my biggest limiting factor right now is that I can't do anything that's too crazy or or too distasteful.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. Sense. yeah. And, and the problem is, a lot of these people using these social sites like that, and dig, are like me, and they're very immature. <laughs> they like stupid stuff. <laughs> that's
3: good to know. <laughs> very immature
1: like me. <laughs> Yeah, you already know I act. Yes, New York, was it, last year? Or Chicago? Something
3: no, today. Chicago. <laughs>
1: yeah. Are you
2: going to be in New York?
3: Yeah, I am going to New York. Are you guys? Yeah. Not for sure. Well, I'll see you there then. Cool. Yeah, Sounds good. Well, okay, so I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some homework and see what I can do to uh, integrate some of these suggestions into the site, and then I'll, I'll report back on any success, and maybe you guys can uh, have some more content for a follow-up.
1: Yeah, hit me up when you need um, when your stories are done, and I can see if I can help you out getting um or helping you with the submissions and stuff with the titles and descriptions. So.
3: Oh, that would rock! Thank you very much. No problem. Okay. Well. Yeah.
1: Perfect time to end the show. Thank you everybody for joining us on uh, Rush Hour, and we'll be back next week on Wednesday at one p.m. Pacific Standard Time and four p.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah, you should always call in because if you call in, you'll get a lot of help, like she saw. So, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Take care of her.